0: Hey, this is Isaiah, the youth pastor of Purpose 828 Youth Ministry. I want to say thank you so much for tuning in. Pray that this message blesses you and encourages you. Let's get into it. How's everybody doing tonight? There's the truth. He said, I'm all right, you know, I'm doing okay. What's up, V. Glad you made it back. What's up, ladies? Hey, hey. Oh ho. Hey, listen, I want to get right into this. Uh be really honest with you, when I was getting this ready, uh, let me see, I was, I think I got this ready like a week and a half ago. Did you want to get, and then who didn't get one? Oh, you got one? Okay, you already have one. Anybody, what's the title on the top? Let's, let's stay on the first one though. What's the title of it? It'll be okay. What do you think I mean by it'll be okay? What you think? I don't know. (laughs) Okay, V. Okay. She's been around me. She's been around me long enough to know what it it means. What it means. You're not gonna die. You're gonna be okay. (laughs) Okay. Everything will be okay through God. It'll be okay, Heather. What do you think the title? It'll be okay. What you think it'll mean? What you think that means? <laughs> we out here still in answers. Hey, can I share a story, like a funny one, before we get into it? This is before I became a, this is before I, okay, so at my old church when I was a youth pastor, uh, I did like this two-week trial, and the senior pastor just kind of had me in, and it was like a smoke screen how they brought me in, I was playing drums. So the youth group really didn't know that I was coming in as a youth pastor, they just saw me as this drummer. And so I went downstairs the first week, and these were some Bible thumpers, and they used to have like, <clears throat> the name of the youth group was called End Zone, and so, um, mm-hmm kind of thought to myself, this has got to change in the name of Jesus. Anyways, um huh? Well, okay, so their youth pastor was like a serious Bible thumper. And what they what they would do is they would do like these Bible quizzes. And so the youth pastor would stand up in the front, he'd have two of them and he'd have them try to guess where the story of the Bible was at by trying to explain it. Is that making sense? So I'm sitting down there, the first week they do it, the kids is going up against one of the leaders who became one of my right-hands men. His name is Mitch. And Mitch was, like, smoking these kids. I mean, he's, like, getting it, and he's talking trash and all that stuff. They asked me if I wanted to play. I'm like, no, I'm good, man. You know, I'm just here to watch and hang out. Second week, I go down, and they play again. Mitch blazing through these kids. Finally, the youth pastor, hey, I say, man, just, just one time, one time. He was like, all right, I'm sitting in the back, like where Christine's at. You guys remember the drum walk I used to have? You don't remember it? <sighs> okay. Sitting in the back. This has, this, has, this has nothing to do with my sermon. I just wanted to share this story because I feel like it's a great icebreaker. So anybody who ever does communicating, share a story. I say, man, you want to come in? Oh, all right, man, cool. So I, can, you know, I just kind of give him just kind of like, ah, oh, man, you know, like I don't really want to do it, but, you know, I'm going to do it. You know what I'm saying? We just put my pants up one time because, you know, I think I, have, I had a slight Christian uh, sag. <laughs> so I get up there, and the kids, okay, Bobby, Caleb, I'm, I'm giving some real names. These are like, hey, get them, Mitch. Get, I mean, they're like hyping Mitch up. I've never told Heather this story. She wasn't there. I've never told Heather this story. I've actually never told the story out loud. And they're like hyping them up. Mitch is like, man, I got it. This, this dude ain't ready. And Mitch is like talking all kind of trash. I'm over here thinking to myself like, I need all four years of my intern program and then 15 little credits that I got to come in right now. They're asking questions. Mitch goes. He drops the first one. And I answer it. He's like, oh, Isaiah got it. He's like, okay, all right, you know, all right. You know, He's he's kind of... Starting to feel? And then we're going like five questions. Mitch get all five wrong. I go five for five. Mitch is like, who are you? Like what? Everybody's like, what? what is going on? Youth pastor was like, hey, listen, so this is gonna be your guys' new youth pastor. And everybody's like. And so from that point on, that's how we developed our relationship and our friendship. So, anyways, I thought I'd share that story with you because I thought that would be funny. Second, no, first Timothy. 1 Timothy chapter 6. You guys have papers in front of you. Hey, who brought their Bible? Bust that Bible open if you brought the Bible. First, I mean, I know it's right there on notes, but you got your Bible out. I need paper. I need paper. I don't know what we're going to give to the person who brings the Bible, Heather, leaders, but we, Heather said that we're not going to waste money. This is true story. We're not going to waste money and buy Bibles when you guys have Bibles collecting dust. You got a Bible with you? Okay, and you got a Bible with you, okay? We're going to keep tally. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 6. Are you guys ready? This is a letter that Paul is writing to Timothy. There is something going on in my life right now personally where I am reading in 1 Timothy and 2 Timothy where Paul is writing to Timothy. And I could not seem to let this relationship go. Like I told you last week that this is like a father to a son. Paul wrote to to Timothy like almost an endearment, like my dear son. And so we're talking about the title of It'll Be Okay. Let's talk about it. You guys ready? Yet true religion, I'm sorry, yet true godliness with contentment is itself great wealth. After all, we brought nothing with us when we came into the world, and we can't take anything with us when we leave it. So if we have enough food and clothing, let us be what? Let us be what? It's going to get good later on with that word content. Verse 9. <clears throat> but people who long to be rich fall into what? Temptation. And are trapped by many foolish and harmful desires that plunge them into ruin and what? Destruction. Verse 10. For the love of money is the what? Root of all kinds of evil. Roots of all kinds of evil. Oh, they're right here. I'm like, who is this walking up on me while I'm preaching? Who has <her> Bible? <laughs> Who's got their Bible? Like physical Bible? Where is that? That, that... My wife just rolled up on me and I didn't know what to do. Where's Matt? Nobody saw that. I'm up here just reading God's word. Um, Am I on verse 10? Verse 10, for the love of money is the root of all kinds of, and some people craving money and wandered from the true faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows. I'm gonna stop right there. Lord, bless this sermon in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Can I be honest? When I was writing this sermon of It'll Be Okay, I was writing this from the perspective as a father. Let me just be personal. I'm a dad before I'm a pastor. And I'm writing this sermon as a father, not to my two-year-old, not to my 14-year-old, but I'm thinking about my 17-year-old who's getting ready to graduate, i.e., minus a couple months. And I hear a conversation happening upstairs. You got to be careful when you talk around me because I'll pick up on something, God will speak, and it's, I'm going to run with it. And so I hear Heather and my 17-year-old speaking. For the lack of, we won't say names, don't say the name. And so as Savannah is talking, <laughs> as Savannah is asking Heather to do something, Heather's like, nope, nope, nope. Savannah responds just like this. You're ruining my whole senior year. Have you, have you guys ever said that? You're ruining my life by not letting me have a life. You never said that day in your life? Keep living And I just heard, I just heard as they're going back and forth, back and forth. I'm just thinking, like, really not that big of a deal. It'll be okay. Okay, Lord. And this is where I begin, to like, Lord, where do you, what do you want to speak on tonight? I want our focus as we move onward and in 2022 to be on, it'll be okay. Like, you don't have to do everything that everybody's doing you don't have to go everywhere that everybody is going. You think that maybe by hearing a no, it's the end of your life or the end of your world. That's just a moment. Quit focusing on the moment. Like we're literally, like you're so upset and so frustrated because you heard no or you didn't get your way that now everything is ruined and it's not... I woke up and everything was okay, but now it's not okay. My whole day is ruined. It's just now 12 p.m. You, you still got a whole lot of day left, and you're going to let this one moment ruin the rest of your day? What is Paul saying to Timothy right here? This is what, okay, we're going to go back to the reading. Can we go back to it? Paul's final instructions. See, it's one thing when, when Paul is writing to the church, and as he's writing to Galatians, and as he's writing to Ephesians and Philippians, see he's writing to the church. But see he's writing to his predecessor, who's getting ready to step in and take his place. And he gives him an encouragement. Watch what he says here. Paul, uh, this is this is Paul's final instructions. But you, Timothy, you almost can put your name in there. But you, you don't got to say your name. You, Davion. You, Jeremiah. You, Jasmine. Like, this is personal. That And Paul is making the letter personal in closing. And he says, but you, Timothy, are a man of God. You are a woman of God. So run from all these evil things. What does it say? What's that word next? Pursue? Somebody say pursue. pursue. Somebody say pursue. pursue. So this is what he tells him. I need you to run from all these things, but I need you to what? righteousness in god in a godly life along with faith love perseverance and gentleness this is this is Paul's encouragement to Timothy i it's almost like an urge i want you to run pursue be totally engaged because what you're dealing with and what you're facing is really small potatoes according to 1 Corinthians as a matter of fact, in 2 Corinthians, let's, here, I didn't give it, it's not on there, but I'm going to read it right here. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 16 and 17. I'm just going to read this to you. But this is why we never give up. Though our present, though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. For our present troubles are small and won't last very long. In the message translation, it says that what you're going through is pretty much Small potatoes. Small potatoes. But yet they produce for us a glory vastly that outweighs them and will and last forever. So can I just say something? Like you're upset and you're frustrated about a present moment, but what you don't realize is that what God wants to do is longer and better. And we're focusing on the wrong thing. We're getting upset and, stu- and staying hung up on the wrong thing. So when I'm talking about it'll be okay, are you content and are you okay with where you're at right now in life? Some of you might love your life. Some of you wish you had a different life. I've heard it even say, and I know this is gonna sound kind of aggressive, but I've even heard people say, I hate my life. Like FML, don't be looking surprised. (laughs) Noah gave me the side eye like, she know what that mean, bro. So I'm just trying to figure out, why are you so quick to say you hate your life? Because things aren't going the way you want it to go? Can I just ask you something? Instead of asking before you go to the party, you should pray and ask if you should go to the party. Yeah, pray about asking, yeah. You can wish him a happy birthday at another day. (laughs) Look at my man's like, what, bro? Hey, why, because the Bible says pray about what? pray about what? I bet you didn't pray about asking if you, Lord, do you want me to go to this birthday party? Because what Paul is telling Timothy is, I need you to pursue righteousness. Matter of fact, before he tells him that, he says, I need you to run from all these things. Like, like just run. I can guarantee the fastest person in this room is Mariah. Bet. Because you really are. (laughs) (laughs) No, I, I don't. I'm 5'9", 250. I know I'm out of shape. <laughs> <laughs> but can I ask you something? Let's, let's, let's make this personal. Let's make this personal. Let's, let's get personal for a second. Okay. Are you content with the life that you're living? Are you content with the life that God has blessed you with? I did a funeral last week. Was it last week? I didn't even know I was doing a funeral until after. The funeral. But as I did at the funeral, all I kept thinking about was this man's legacy in who he was and what he was doing. How he was totally content with the life that he was living, didn't ask for much. Didn't need much, just him being who he was. I heard the same thing from eight different people. He was the same person. What he did on the clock is what he did after the clock. And it wasn't, it didn't even matter about him being paid to do it. He just loved the person. Do you love your life enough to embrace it or do you hate it and you want to challenge it? Some of you have a blessed life, more blessed than you think, but you're mad because you might not have material things. There's a difference between a need and a want. Like, when I go and look at shoes, I don't need them. And that hurts my heart. Hurts my heart. Keep my eyes closed. Lord, heal it. Do I, do I watch this, do I need to eat or do I want to eat? Like, do I need to drink water or do I want to drink water? Do I need to be on social media past 10 or do I want to be on social media past 10? Okay, can we, can, we, can, we, can we go personal? I want you guys to turn the page over. Let's look at the definition. This is the definition of complacency because I feel like some of us are being complacent. Instead of being content, we're just being complacent. So complacency, check this out. A feeling of smug or uncritical satisfaction with one's self or one's achievements. So what you and I will do is we'll look at other people's achievements, we'll look at their lives, we'll look at what they seem to, or or what it may appear like, to seem like they have it all together and begin to feel like, I don't have nothing. Why can't we go on it? Why can't I do, but you have a great life. But you're so hung, we are so hung up on being focused on the wrong thing. So when I think about complacency, Let's look at Proverbs chapter 13, verse 4. It's right there. It says, lazy people want much but get little, but those who work hard will prosper. Let me read that again. Lazy people, complacent people. Are you complacent in your faith? Are you complacent with your relationship with God? I'll pick that back up around July 27th when we go to summer camp. Shameless plug. Let's do it. I'll pick my relationship back up with God, July 27th, 28th, and 29th. And then when we come back home on the 30th, I'm going to probably bring about 40% of it. I'm going to leave the other 60% back there at Lake Retreat. That's where we're going. And so what will happen, what tends to happen is I'm only going to give God. You can only get from God what you give God. You got the definition of content. Content. This is, a, this is amazing. It's super simple. In a state of what? In a state of what? So you have to have peace of mind to be in a, like, like, man, I really love my life. Like, I'm totally content right now with where I'm at. And some of you just need to embrace who you are. Some of you need to embrace that you're a child of God, that you're a man and woman of God. Some of you need to flee from certain things. As much as I, now listen, I told Heather, the one pair of shoe there's, a shoe, there's a pair of shoes out there that if I ever got my hands on them, I said I'd stop. How many of you believe that? Huh? No, 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 no. Huh? They are Jordans. Uh, there are a pair of Jordans that I told, and I bought them out of disobedience one time. I shared that with you. But if I ever got my hands on these particular pair of Jordans, because one, a couple of reasons. One, they're my favorite basketball, it's my favorite shoe of all time. Two, it's the greatest basketball player of all time, and it's a sin story. Now, let's talk about that for a second. Let's talk about that for a second. No, I know you are, but can, I, I want to talk about it because I, I was going to. Because me and Christina believe in the biblical theology. I might mess with your theology here. Can I mess with your theology? King James' version of the Bible is a real thing. King James and LeBron James is a terrible. He's not the greatest. I'm going to mess with your theology even more. Here's the difference between being content and being complacent, okay? Now, I am not saying, because sometimes when God speaks, you got to listen and you got to move and you got to obey, amen? Because you go where God calls you, not where you choose, okay? We can, we can agree to that. Leaders, y'all cool with that so far? But I'm going to tell you the difference between Stephen Curry and LeBron James. And Bella asked me one day, Isaiah, who would you choose to have on your team? And I said Stephen Curry. And so I, here's why, okay? LeBron James is great, and I'm not going to say that he's not because what we are witnessing, we won't witness in probably another decade. But what I, I do have to be honest with is that I don't want a person that's gonna change teams because it's not going his way. I wanna rock with somebody that's gonna come in and stay consistent when even it doesn't look like it's gonna go well. So see, the, and the thing about being complacent is, well, complacency, it's a, I'm gonna take my talents to South Beach. Never in the history of the NBA have there, has there ever been an announcement that big. Could be wrong. But then you've got Stephen Curry who came out of Davidson who was a nobody, but who was draining threes from the age of like 12 from half court. I loved it because you know what they had said about Stephen Curry? changed the game and then rewrote history. Now, if I'm, if I'm talking about friendship and if I'm talking about people, I want somebody who is consistent. I don't need a fair weather friend. Paul kept it real with Timothy because he understood. Listen to me, Timothy. I need you to be firm and flat-footed because you have to be content. You can't be complacent. The call of God that's on your life can't afford you to be complacent and change teams. How many of you guys know some complacent friends? Y'all, okay. Um, let me reword that. Some of y'all hit me with a... The... How many of you guys just know some friends that are just in one minute and out the next minute because things ain't going too well? Okay. Are you still friends with them? but you still, you kind of fool with them. Like in a way, like, yeah, yeah, there's the truth. Some of y'all are like, okay. Can I, can I, can we go, can we go to this one? Let's go to this. Let's go to Proverbs, I think it's back there. Proverbs chapter one, verse 32. Check this out. For simpletons turn away from me to death. Fools are destroyed by their own complacency. I love that the Bible says simpletons. Check this out. Uh, in the Bible, the term simpleton denotes a person who lacks wisdom from God. You guys know the, you guys know the phrase. I don't even know if you say it anymore, but uh, they're basic. I don't know if it's a thing, but I've heard it before. And pretty much, if you're basic or you're a simpleton, you pretty much lack wisdom from God. You guys ever, like, pray like, Lord, show me what to do? Have you guys prayed that? Okay. And then you got a Matt, and then you got a Justin, then you got a Christina, and then you got a Heather, and then you got a Tanya, and then you got a Miss Anna that'll come in and pray and actually give you a word of encouragement of what to do. But you don't like it because that's not what you wanted to do. You'd be like, Lord, I'll do whatever it is you want me to do, Lord. I'm ready for change. Leave them. Don't talk to them. Don't date them. No, Lord, I did not hear. <laughs> it's not what I heard. The devil is a liar. Because then you be all the way. You be you be in the car on the way back home like. Like, okay, but God, like, but, like, I feel like I have to change him. I feel like I'm the one that, you know, he said, like, when he looks at me, I'm different. You are different. You're just a different one. Is it too real? And my hand is still right here. So watch this. Watch this. Watch this. <laughs> mm. The only issue with you being the different one is that you know he's looking at another one, just like how he's looking at you. I just wonder. I just wonder. Will it be okay with your heart five years from now if you give in to that? Because what you're thank you, thank you. Because what you're doing right now, I'm hanging on. because I feel like this is what how y'all do it. Like y'all, baby, just I'm just hanging on because I know. I know. If what you're doing is conducive for your heart in five years, show me in the Bible. Show me right now. As long as you're doing what God is telling you to do and how to do it, then show me. I'm just wondering, why would you do it now? Like, I'm, and I say it all the time, but what you do at 15, it affects 30. Like the decision that you make to give your heart completely to a person. This is the pre-warm-up to the relationship series that's on the way February 2nd. Heather, you want to give, give him the name of it right now? You want to give him the name of the series or not? We'll wait. We'll wait. We'll wait. We'll wait. Yeah. Because watch, 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 watch. It's, 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 it. Some of you are being complacent and just being lazy with your own personal life. So you know how I know it'll be okay? Because God says if you run from these things, you have to run from these things and you have to pursue. Let's go back to the scripture. Let's go back to the scripture. Uh, But you, Bianca, but you, Matt, but you, Nathan, are a man of God, are a woman of God. So run from these evil things. It doesn't say walk. It doesn't say stay around, kind of flirt with it. (laughs) Because y'all know y'all like to flirt with things. Y'all like to kind of be like, well, you know, like, you know. You know how it is. You know how it is. You just like hey, 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 hey. Hey, And and here's what gets me. Here's what gets me. Here's what gets me. It says flee from these evil things. So pursue right. It's like it's almost like you guys got it in reverse. You guys are running from righteousness in a godly life, along with faith, love, perseverance, and gentleness. I'm gonna let that sit. Don't run from those things pursue those things. Run from what? Evil things. So now it'll be okay. Moving what? Moving what? All year. year. Come on, V. All year. This is what we're going to reiterate. Onward and forth. Okay. So why is this so important? And I'm, and I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Um, I wanted to put that, what you see in in those, in those, in that box of moving forward, because you have to, like, it'll be okay. It'll only be okay if you move forward. It can't be okay if you stay in one place. Now I'm not, I'm not saying, because sometimes it takes more faith to stay than it does to leave because it's a lot easier to leave. But it also, it's like, okay, well, you know what I know? He ain't no good. She ain't no good. These friends are no good. Did you pray about your friends before you hung with them? Pray about your friends. Who's making the real influence and impact? we I mentioned God. How do you mention God? You probably mention God like how they do. Did you go to church? Yeah, I went to church. You know, my mama made me go to church. And for some of you, it's like, okay, I, I know we're showing up every week. And I, know, and I know for a fact that this is gonna be the year where growth happens. I'm, I, I said it before and I said it again. Do not think about, look at this room right now. This is not gonna be the same. We will outgrow this room. And when we outgrow this room, it's gonna be, we gonna sit back and we gonna remember, man, remember when it, remember when it was just like, you know, us? Like, you know, like us. Yeah, it's like us. I think about those moments. It's just us. I'm thinking about that whole wing that's going to be filled over there. I'm thinking about the whole wing that's going to be filled over there. And you know what we get to tell them? Onward and forward, it'll be okay. You have friends that you need to tell it'll be okay. But tonight, I need to tell you it'll be okay. I need to tell you that your life is not that bad. I need to tell you that your mom is not that jacked up. I need to tell you that you need to love your dad. I need to... Some of you need to even find love and forgiveness for your mom. Some of you need to find love and forgiveness for your dad. The only way it'll be okay is if you can find forgiveness. The Bible talks about if you can't find forgiveness, that's a hinder for you. Do you want to be hindered from God's blessing? Do you want God to like hold everything? Like imagine this, imagine this, imagine this. We all need to forgive some people in here, I'm assuming, right? Okay. Now, now watch this. Heather, Heather, Miss Anna, watch this. Matt, watch this. Christina, watch this. Those people who we need to forgive, we should have forgave them last year. Am I right? I'm looking up at the ceiling, right? But we brought it back. It is hard, but we brought it into 2022 with us, right? <laughs> That's a real answer. Like, because you're good up until you see them. Because then when you see them, you'd be like, Oh Jesus! Oh Jesus! You see them. You see them. Everything. I. Yo. I used to see people and everything in, everything inside of me. Lord. Hey. I'm just wondering if God wants you to be blessed and to be free. You need to let that joint go. Now. Probably shouldn't use joint. Probably should, should you know use a different term. You need to let thing. But here's why I'm trying to really bring this open and I'm, trying to, I'm coming to a close with this forgiveness piece because some of us are holding on to frustrations and bitterness that, we've been, that we can't let go of. In order for it to be okay, you've got to come to grips with, I need to let this go. I need to forgive my mom and dad. It is easier said than done, but you know what? If you can find somebody to sit with and help you walk with this thing, because we're going to move onward and forward. So we're not just going to let V sit in the same frustration and be bitter and be upset because we want you better. Do you understand what I'm saying? And watch this. Paul even says, it, you have a right to be angry. Paul says it does you well to be angry, matter of fact. But but, anytime there's a but, it cancels it out. He says it does well for you to be angry. Go ahead and be frustrated. But don't let that be, ang- don't let that be fuel for sin. And don't go to bed angry. So do you want to live a peaceful life? Because watch this. watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Oh, 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 oh. Content means in a state of peaceful happiness. Not the pursuit of happiness. It's a great movie, but it's in a state of peaceful. Some of you aren't in a state of peaceful happiness. Some of you are in a state of just like repetitiveness. You know, when I used to work at the airport, uh, <laughs> Menzies, I can't believe I worked at the airport. Anyways, when I worked at the airport, they used to have a holding pattern. They, the, the, the planes used to be in a holding pattern. And what would happen would be they would be circling and circling and circling until a gate opened up. And I'll never forget this. One time this plane was just circling for about 30 minutes. And then finally it landed. I, I just want to know, and they call it a holding pattern. Some of you are in a holding pattern. And some of you need to get out of the holding pattern and land. So when they, because watch this, when they land the plane and they get to the gate, what happens? People get off and the luggage goes with it. Some of you just need to land the plane, get off and leave the luggage. We We are 19 days into 2022. I just want to know how well has it been for you? Not really good. Okay, and we're going to talk about it because guess what, guys? Next week, next week we got groups and leaders. I, even, I gave you a leading question. What's my leading question? How can I be content with where I'm at? Or, Or I wanted to phrase it this way. I wanted to phrase it this way. How can I embrace where I'm at? Or how can I accept? I don't care how we do it but we need to be content, embrace, and accept. Some of us need to accept that our dad is just that way. Some of us need to accept that moms is just moms and it's not your fault and it's not nobody's fault. Some of us need to be, okay, watch this, and I don't know everybody's family situation, but let me just put it to you like this. Some of you, Don't like mom and dad so much you wish you could live with another family. Some of you wish that you could live with an aunt and uncle, a grandma, a grandpa. See, I've seen it. I've seen it firsthand where I have seen families so completely broken and so completely divided that the kid don't want nothing to do with mom and dad. He's living with grandma and grandpa. Grandpa dies. Then you got grandma hanging in there. And then when grandma finally passes and breathes that last breath, he got a decision or she got a decision to make. Do I go with aunt and uncle or do I face the music and I finally go deal and talk to my dad? Some of us just need to give grace. The same grace that we need, we need to give that. Hey, but watch this. It's going to be okay. How do I know it's going to be okay? Because God's good. And all the time, See, God's been with you from the beginning. He'll be with you in the middle and he'll be with you at the end. He didn't leave you. He won't forsake you. Matter of fact, my Bible also tells me that this is the day that the Lord has made and I will rejoice and be glad in it. Some of you need to think, man, this is the day that who made? Who made it? Oh man, I feel real Pentecostal. If I had a B3 Hammond, we'd go to war right now. This is the day that the Lord has made and who's going to rejoice in it? Amen. Who's going to rejoice? Amen. Some of you just need to make the choice that I'm going to rejoice in today. And then when today's over, when you wake up the next day, guess what else you get to do? It's it. Why? Because it's going to be okay. I know some of you guys are praying for... Her. Pass your class, to graduate on time, and, and and it's hard to pray for a test to pass that you didn't study for. Take it from me. Yep. So that means you're gonna be up till midnight trying to. I used to catch. Hey, Matt. I used to catch myself being in the science class, trying to pray to pass this test with the with the uh, uh, table. Um, no, man. It, it had it, it it had the the, the, the had the, huh? That thing, <laughs> hated that word, periodic table. The moment that word dropped, I said, here comes the F. Some of you are praying for things like that, and God hears those prayers, right? Hear me, hear me, hear me. Watch, watch, I'm almost done. God hears those prayers. But what about the prayers you probably are afraid to pray? Because see, I know he's going to help you pass your grades. He's going to help you with those things. But what about the things you're not really trying to pray about? Like your home dynamic? self-esteem anxiety depression like let's let's talk some of you guys are afraid to pray those things because you don't want to deal with those things or you don't want those things to come up but don't worry don't worry you're not about you're not in this by yourself amen Does help anybody it'll be okay let me pray and then i have my wife come up here and we're going to talk about this relationship series because i just want to give everybody um forewarning. Lord, I pray for this night. Thank you for this message, Lord. I pray that you be with every leader who's here and who's not here and every student who's here and not here. Lord, I pray that you bless them. I rebuke the spirit of COVID to go back to the pit of hell where it belongs in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned next week for more content coming from Purpose 828 and make sure to hit the follow button on Spotify.